Okay, Misty, so it's Sunday. It's the last day here at Dragon Con. Mm -hmm. And this is your first time at Dragon Con. Mm -hmm. So do you have any advice for anybody who's going to Dragon Con? Shower well and shower often. And deodorant is great, too. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Let's get started. They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. This is Geek Counter Geek. Geeks! With Misty Callahan and Keith Conrad. Well, maybe it's one of those other shows, like Outer Limits. Confuse the Twilight Zone with the Outer Limits? Do you even know me? Geek Counter Geek number 139, I think. Pretty sure. Yeah. 139. I'm Keith Conrad. Uh, Misty Callahan? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so last week in the, the rebooted uh, edition of, uh, of Geek Counter Geek. Reboots! We were talking about uh, what needs to be rebooted, mm-hmm. and we actually had a lot of response. Yeah. There's a, there's Considering the amount of reboots mm-hmm. out there, apparently yeah. there's a lot of appetite for reboots. <laughs> <laughs> or at least good ones, anyway. Like... Here's the thing. My issue with reboots right now is that they like they're just going to like something from a couple of years ago, where you That's can true. go like eighties and fifties, and you know what I mean. So, well, uh, George wants Howard the Duck and Swamp Thing, and I, I I think the world needs a Howard the Duck reboot. I've never seen Howard the Duck. Oh, we're gonna have to. I I think we should do a uh, you know because mm-hmm. I famously have you know famously mm-hmm. as anything I've done is famous, but. Uh, never seen a James Bond movie. Uh-huh. And while I'd like to continue that, I think maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe once a month or so, we should mm-hmm. do like uh, something from our pop culture blind spot. Oh, like, okay. Like, you know, we watch something that one of us hasn't seen before. Okay. Well, like, then uh, uh, I'll put Howard Duck on the list and you put James Bond on your list. Oh, no, 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 no. No, James Bond, uh-huh. you, you got to respect the Cal Ripken-like streak. Okay. That that I'm not I'm not ending that streak. <sighs> But there's See plenty of other with. things that I haven't seen. I hope everybody can hear what I'm dealing with right now. <laughs> okay, continue, continue. <laughs> uh, so Kevin wanted uh, uh-huh. Fantastic Voyage, mm-hmm. um, which The Simpsons did that, so I think that's uh-huh. good enough. Uh-huh. But but you know if, uh-huh. if they wanted to make it, Disney's remaking everything. Yeah, that's and, true. And Disney did make the make Fantastic Voyage, so I would assume that there's a Fantastic Voyage uh, in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, at Mushcat on Twitter wants Green Acres, but with co-ops and talking animals. Okay, okay, I can, I can see that. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Real Jacob Berry on Twitter wants uh, War Games. Ooh, I, I think that that could I think go. that would be good. Uh, at Joe Dan Media on Twitter wants the Doberman Gang. Okay, which I had never heard of. I haven't heard of that either, but we'll have to check it out. Uh, so we'll have to see the first one before. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Super Bagels. One on Twitter wants a Highlander TV series. Mm, I think there can uh, be only one, though. Yeah, so it couldn't be a series because there could be only one. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> at Jeff Lintz wants My Living Doll, which I've never heard of. I haven't heard of that either. We'll have to check that out. Uh, at Alexter Albury, uh-huh. uh huh, wants the creature. F- He's got a lot of demands here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Hmm. Uh, Legend. Legend would be good. A Willow. Willow and, would also be a good remake. And T.J. Hooker. T.J. Hooker. I can see that. Especially I can see while, that. While, yeah. while Shatner's still alive. Yeah. 
You know, he could, he could play the old grizzled uh, police captain or, or something. Ooh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. At at uh, at for the fire on Twitter wants Logan's Run, Airwolf, and Alien Nation. Ooh, see, I I used to like watching Airwolf. I'm I'm revealing my age a little bit here, but um, loved Airwolf as a kid. Um, I think you know an Airwolf reboot would be kind of cool. Alien Nation also good. I've never seen Alien Nation, so that really? may, maybe uh, as part of you know, like my pop culture blind spot, we'll, we'll watch like the Alien. So uh, just so everybody understands, Keith still refuses to watch James Bond, but he'll watch Alien Nation. Just yeah, let that marinate in your noodle. I mean, I, mean the, I I feel like the the mm-hmm. streak of having not seen Alien Nation is far less impressive <laughs> than the streak of not having seen James Bond. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, who can say that? Who can say that they've never seen a James Bond movie? Just you. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I feel like you have to respect respect the streak. So uh, that that's going to continue. I don't want you to, like, like, surreptitiously start, like, making me, like, like, putting James Bond movies on in the background. So suddenly you're like, hey, you've seen one now. Ooh, dang. Took away my idea. Oh. Maybe if I put like a James Bond, you know, screen cap as your wallpaper for your desktop. Uh, could be. <laughs> what would be really funny is like suddenly there was like a, a time travel thing and James Bond was on the Titanic. Ah. Because then I'd be, I'd be conflicted. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because for those who don't know, Keith is just absolutely obsessed with anything Titanic related. Yeah. So, Yeah. So I mean that that would cause some conflict. I'm... Ooh, next James Bond movie that he goes back in time and he's on the Titanic. Yeah, and Keith will watch it. Yeah, actually, no, I I, I still wouldn't. I'd I'd feel <laughs> conflicted about it, but I I wouldn't watch it because wow, you got to respect the streak. Hope, everyone, hope everyone just understands what I deal with every day. Okay, anyway, <laughs> continue, continue. So this this past weekend we were at Dragon Con. Yes. In Atlanta. Uh, yes. Every Labor Day weekend. Yes. And um uh I, I believe this was like my seventh or eighth Dragon mm-hmm. Con. I have all the badges, so I'd have to count them. Mm-hmm. But uh this was your first. My very first Dragon Con. And I will say that this one was uh-huh. a little different uh because it seemed like there were less like TV and movie panels like, mm-hmm. with like, you know, TV and they did have a Star Trek Discovery panel though. They they did, uh, and and there were there were a couple others, mm-hmm. but it just didn't seem like they were like there were quite as many as there were in years past, and mm-hmm. not quite as much star power. But it was actually mm-hmm. it was actually just as good in my opinion because there was, I mean, a there's there's like a gigantic podcasting track. Uh huh. And so we were able to see uh, my spirit animal, Justin Robert Young, uh-huh. uh, do uh, his politics, politics, politics. But because Dragon Con uh-huh. told him, hey, it, we, it's a divisive time. We don't want to do politics. Uh, Even though it was rife with politics, though. Yeah. I mean, like, if you go through some of the tracks, you're like, okay, this is political. But anyway, continue. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he had to rename it for, for the week, uh, Justin, Justin, Justin. Yeah. That works. Yeah. That but he fun. still did the same show. He's and a he really nice up, guy, by the way. Yeah, he he ended it with his uh, his Alex Jones impression, which yeah, uh, it was uh, Improv Wars. Um, 
It was really funny. He's a very nice guy. We we got to chat with him for a little bit after his podcast. Um, so, um, yeah, so it was a good time. Good time. And uh, well, I th- I think there was the only like actual podcast we saw being recorded, but there was a lot of like mm-hmm. I I don't know what you'd call them like self help. Well, not really self help, but like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, panels about things like like writing and making money at podcasting and mm-hmm. comic books and and mm-hmm. like like that was the the bulk of what we ended up doing there. And I yeah. I really I really liked it. Yeah, I I um, took the comic book track and you were on like the podcasting track. Um, my personal favorite thing was, and this sounds so dorky, but like when we went to go see um, the panel about drawing your characters with emotions and being really expressive. And Gene Ha, who was a comic book writer slash artist was there and he's done things for like DC and Marvel. And he just randomly drew a picture of you and it was so adorable. I was he, like, he Oh my and, God. And the funny thing was, so, so right before then he uh-huh. had, so, so as they're doing the, uh, the panel, there's like Gene Ha and another uh, cartoonist that whose name I can't remember. Mm-hmm. They were basically like given like sort of like an improv assignment, like mm-hmm. draw Superman really sad. Mm-hmm. And it would obviously that takes a little while to do. Mm-hmm. So while the other person was was doing her little assignment Mm -hmm. he actually just randomly went around and photographed people and drew them yeah and as soon as uh um Mm -hmm. i I saw him do the first one Uh because he just walks up to this woman and 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 you know like takes her picture Mm -hmm. and and she's like what what the heck is going on here and i I realized immediately what he was doing and i'm like "Ooh, i hope he draws misty and, and then instead he, he drew me. And it was so cute. Oh, my gosh. And it was so funny that you um, you sent a picture of it to your mom, and your mom's like, it doesn't look like you. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's really funny because I looked at it, and I was like, wow, that that looks just like me. And, and then, then Mama Conrad slapped yeah, that down. She's yeah. like, nope, not you. Yeah, not, <laughs> not me. Yeah, but all, all in all, it was a great experience. I really don't do big crowds. I mean, I was this huge... Blackhawks fan, loved hockey. Actually, when I got into broadcasting, that's what I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to be like a sports, you know, reporter or whatever. Um, anyway, but when the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup all those times, mm-hmm. um, yeah, never went to one of them. Never went to a single parade because um, I just don't do large crowds. That said, um, I don't know if it was because like the Dragon Con crowd was constantly moving between all those different hotels. Um, it wasn't too bad, except for that one time when we were trying to get into that panel, and it was like a 40-minute wait just to get in the building. Yeah, that was bad, and there was also a moment where uh, I, I think we we're actually going to see uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the Justin Robert Young thing, where... <laughs> Because there's three hotels that are interconnected, so mm-hmm. you can walk from from one to the other without going outside in the oppressive Atlanta heat. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was literally a wall of people, like yeah. all the way throughout the, you know, the three hotels. Like, oh god! But what's happening? even then, it didn't keep us from actually getting where we were going, and it only like completely stopped. Yeah. I think, like twice. Yeah. So it 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 wasn't that bad, and um, you know, I I think that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that now that you have one under your belt, mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, the next one you'd have more fun. Because that's how it was for me. Like, well, I, I barely remember the first one I went to. Well, the one, uh, well, I definitely would like to go back, but this time, and in the, in the, I'll, 
you know, kind of lay this in front of the listeners here. Um, what should we go as? Because that's kind of like the thing at Dragon Con. You go in right. costume or whatever. We kind of went as noobs, um, which is fine. Well, and, and it I'll, like I'll regular be... clothes. But I was thinking either A, we go as Where's Waldo and Carmen San Diego, or B, Jonathan Comets and Gwen Stefani. Uh, yeah, and I, I think the nice thing about uh, both of those is that uh, they're not too elaborate to pull uh-huh. off. And um, also, wouldn't be too horrible in mm-hmm. you know Labor Day in Atlanta. Yeah. By the way, there was a there were a lot of Where's Waldo's. Uh huh. And uh, every time I saw one, I tried to make a point of uh, stopping them and saying, "Hey, do you know everybody's looking for you?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, guys, let us know what do you think me and Keith should go as next year. Where's Waldo and Carmen San Diego or Jonathan Comets and Gwen Stefani? Um, if you're not sure about the le- what the letter is, just look up SNL, Jonathan Comics. You'll find it. It's with Peter- I, I think it's Peter Dinklage's greatest work, to be honest. I, I think I think it is. And yeah. we'll, we'll tweet out a link to the uh, to the video on uh, uh-huh. on 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 Twitter and and we'll post it on Facebook. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, you know, uh, Jonathan Comics and Gwen Stefani. Where's uh-huh. Waldo or Carmen San Diego? Or if you have another idea, Pinky in the Brain. I think peeking in the brain would be tough to pull off. Yeah, because then we have to go full furry. Yeah. And, and I don't the, know if we would want to do that in that you heat. Know, f- furries get a lot of uh, grief. But yeah, they do. You got to respect them for being out there in like 90 degree heat <laughs> and, and wearing those things. <laughs> yes, very true. Very true. Uh, by the way, one of the best uh, costumes was uh, uh, a family where uh, the mom was dressed as uh, the the princess, the empress from the never-ending story. Yeah. She was pushing a stroller that was decked out to look like Falcor, and the kid was dressed like Atreyu. Yeah. That was pretty epic. Yeah. That was pretty epic. And and there were actually two different people dressed as Mm -hmm. uh, the Oregon Trail. Ah, yeah, yeah. I remember the one girl with... uh, She actually had, like, the get-up, like, this thing... I can't even really describe it, but it was kind of like the wagon strapped to her body. It was interesting. Yeah. And then on the front, the wagon said, you have died of dysentery. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time, though. It was a good time. I, I really enjoyed it. I I, th- I think there was a bit of a missed opportunity, though, on, on my part, because mm-hmm. uh, if you were paying attention to the news in the run-up to Dragon Con, mm-hmm. uh, one of the host hotels, the Sheridan Atlanta. Uh-huh. Yeah. Was uh, which is where everybody goes to like get their badges to register when they when they get to the uh-huh. when they get to the the uh, convention and there's there's events there too but but mm-hmm. mostly that's what people know it for. Uh, they had Legionnaires' disease. Oh, that's nice. And they were closed for like a full month trying to get Good rid grief. of it. And uh, uh, they finally did. They opened mm-hmm. it like two weeks before Dragon Con, which. You know, I would assume Dragon Con is a big money maker for them. Yeah. So if you want to like get all conspiratorial, are we sure they got rid of it? Ooh. Well, um, I don't know, man. Because wasn't that the same hotel where we went to go see that um, panel on paranormal stuff, and it like the yeah, they, fire the, alarm was pulled. The, the fire alarm went off, and the funny thing was, so mm-hmm. as we're going out, uh, someone had had said something about oh. A transformer caught on fire, mm-hmm. and that's why the fire alarm went off. Okay. So I hear that, and I think 
it's an electrical transformer mm-hmm. that you know there was a problem that happens yeah that's no big mm-hmm. deal no it turns out that there's a band and uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the name but there's a, a band that travels around to various conventions dressed as transformers <laughs> and that transformer caught on fire oh, on stage yeah. i hope and he's we, okay yeah we can we can laugh about mm-hmm. it because as far as i know he's okay but yeah but, yeah it wasn't that a transformer caught on fire but it was a, trans- a transformer <laughs> caught on fire only a dragon con that, that is a, an only a dragon con sort of thing yeah while we're at dragon con geez uh a, a certain a new series popped up on Netflix. Yes. That, that I know you were really looking forward yes. to. Yes. And I think I'm, we mentioned it um, in our last little podcast together. Um, the Dark Crystal. I'm in uh, episode four, I think, now? Uh, because I, th- I, I, I think it's episode three. I think we just finished, we just finished episode, episode three. three. So far, I love it. Um, I, I've been told by people who have finished the whole series already that it actually gets very dark. And if you know the history or if you've seen the first movie of the dark crystal, you understand why it's going to get dark because yeah. like, cause you it's know, a, it's a prequel to it's the, a prequel to the movie. To the movie. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's pretty, it, it's, I can't even really describe it because it's really good. I'm only three episodes in. I really like, um, you know how it's it, it's really setting things up and it's almost like political in some sense because like the skets skexies are like kind of like the government or whatever and you know everyone believes that they're doing good and they're they're great leaders and they're great emperors or whatever but they're actually lying to people and they're trying to like steal essence and live forever and stuff so it's, Ooh, it's really so good. uh uh the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance as a Libertarian Manifesto. <laughs> Maybe. It could, it could be. Could be. Um, but it, it I, I, I'm, really, I'm really digging it right now. And, and again, I have to stress this. I like the fact that they went very organic with it and they went with Jim Henson's uh, Creature Shop. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of just going full CG like everything does right now. Um, I mean, there is some CG in the background and there is some CG here and there, but it's more like, you know, icing on the cake instead of just the cake. You know what I mean? So Yeah. I mean, they're still using puppets, which, by the way, leads to my favorite thing, mm-hmm. which is when they show a character running. Yeah. Because literally they just show their feet and it's clearly like somebody like, yeah. like making, <laughs> making their feet go and they're not even touching the ground yeah that's um, cool though it, you know it's yeah oh yeah, yeah i i i actually like that i think it's I think it's cute but yeah yeah it's pretty cute with the little feet going <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah definitely if you if you're not watching the dark crystal um go for it I w- i've heard it being described as um uh Game of Thrones, but with puppets. Well, half the cast of Game of Thrones is on it. So. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Deet is voiced uh, by the actress who played Masande. Um, the character Rian's mother was voiced by um, Lena Hetty, mm-hmm. um, who played Cersei. Cersei. Um, so yeah, there, there's a lot of Game of Thrones people on there. Uh, well, you know, none of them were doing anything, so. <laughs> Fair, fair. I'm also trying to figure out, I think Simon Pegg, he, he does one of the voices of the Skeksis, and I'm trying to figure out which one it is. I think it's the scientist, I think. 
but well, it doesn't even been, sound like him. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's he's doing he's a really good enough, job. He's done enough voice acting that that yeah, he can. Uh, Mm-hmm. You know he can he can sound however he wants. So yeah, so he's doing an awesome job. I can't even figure out which one Simon Pick. <laughs> like <laughs> which one is he? Um, but yeah, definitely you guys should check it out. It's really really good, especially if you want like that. If you like that nostalgia vibe without you know completely just rehashing something like like say like the Lion King that just came out. Um, yeah, which was a shot for shot remake. Shot for shot remake. Except with creepy doll's eyes on, on all the animals. Yeah, well that's what I, I've, I've heard very mixed reviews about it where it's like it's good but at the same time it's kind of not. Because like, like the, this podcast. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit, a little bit. It's fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. Uh, so you so you would definitely recommend uh, the Dark Crystal yes. and um, mm-hmm. you know I've I've seen the Dark Crystal but I um, not for a very long time mm-hmm. and since it's a prequel like you really don't have to worry about that yeah you know it, it's not like you're joining the story halfway and it's you know Jesus I think that one came out the year I was born so mm-hmm. um, you know it's not like they're expecting you to know anything going into it mm-hmm. they they explain everything. Uh, so yeah, I I've enjoyed it. So I would say check it out, assuming you you're fortunate enough to have Netflix. Yeah, that's true. Which if not, I mean, what are you living in 2005? <laughs> Speaking of living in 2005, so we're moving. We got the into the new apartment. We're not totally in it yet because we're kind of moving our boxes from the smaller apartment they had us in down the hallway to where we're at right now and um we wanted to get uh new internets and well well i should should i throw the the company under the bus or or just be vague about it just i guess we can be vague for now because maybe one day that company could sponsor this podcast (laughs) That's true, and we wouldn't <laughs> want to anger them. So, com- a company that will not be named they uh, they have uh, fiber optic installed in the city in which we live, mm-hmm. and so uh, I was I was all excited. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ooh, you know, I, I was not too fond of the idea of continuing on with uh, mm-hmm. Company B, yeah, that uh, that I had been with because uh-huh. they weren't exactly helpful with the whole being homeless for a month thing. Yeah, they. They didn't come through on that one, and I was a little upset with them. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, let's look at other options. And I, this other option pops up, and they're like, oh, yeah, we offer fiber optic in uh, in the town you live. And I'm like, oh, score. This is going to be great. <laughs> and then dun, dun, well, dun. And, and so you had a call to set up like an appointment and everything. And I didn't have a great feeling about it because they were super vague. Yeah. Because they were like, oh, you want to sign up for high-speed internet? Okay, great. The guy will come out. And, uh, um, you know, like they would, they couldn't tell me how much exactly the Mm -hmm. price would be because, and, and then it was like, well, we're not sure what, Mm -hmm. what we're going to be able to give you because that sort of depends on, you know, the building you're in and Mm -hmm. your location and everything. So I didn't, I didn't feel great about that. And then uh, the guy comes in and he's looking for a phone line to install it. (laughs) And I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute, a phone line? Keep going, keep so, telling more, honey. So like, as, as we're, as we're, we're talking about this, uh, you know, he says, oh yeah, it's, it's uh, DSL. And I'm like, what, 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 that, that's still a thing? 
And so then I'm, yeah. I'm explaining, you know, because I'm like, well, you know, I they were told fiber optic, and it turns out that the city uh-huh. is uh, is you know mm-hmm. has the is wired for fiber optic, mm-hmm. but it only goes like to the the street. And there was a box in the street, and uh-huh. the building at that address, whether it's a house or an mm-hmm. apartment building or whatever, then they decide if they want to actually mm-hmm. actually hook up to it. And uh, the apartment building is not, and and he actually explained that it's really not in an apartment building's best interest to do that, mm-hmm. because it's a lot of money to install the fiber, mm-hmm. and you're really not getting anything for it. Yeah, like all you're doing is making it available to, you mm-hmm. know, to the the people who live there. So it's not an apartment building probably isn't going to do that. So I'm like, okay, I can understand that, and uh, so I'm like, well, you know, I'm explaining what I have to do on a daily mm-hmm. basis. And he's like, yeah, DSL is probably not going to work for you. But, uh, hey, I'm here. Why don't we install it and see see what you get? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was about a third of what uh, what mm-hmm. I need. So uh, that's So we will not be not going work. with said company, uh, which remains unsaid. No hard feelings. I will say that uh-huh. their customer service when I went to, you know, I was kind of having having nightmares about what it was going to be like canceling after uh-huh. one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, their customer service with the cancellation was phenomenal. Oh. Like they were completely understanding mm-hmm. of, hey, you need a certain speed. We can't give it to you. We get it. Yeah. It's, it's fine. <laughs> had, had me. This uh, is fine. Had, this had is the whole fine. thing uh, disconnected in like five minutes. Oh, wow. Uh, so. So that was that. Yeah. Our, our adventure in moving continues. We have decided that we will never move again. We'll be buried in the walls. We yeah. are done. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're going to be buried in the walls is, and, and haunt the place. This is done. We're just, we're, this is it. This is it. But, uh, you know, this this segment of the show generally being where we talk about our uh, mm-hmm. our, our our side hustles yeah. that, that we're working on. I feel like we actually did make some progress in both of our things I don't at even feel Con. like I did though because like you know because here's the thing with doing comic books like I, I, I you got there's drawing involved and right. there's writing there, involved yeah, there's a little bit and yeah. I mean we went to the panels at Dragon Con and I learned some things about how to make money and you know um, with my comic book and how to get funding and how to self-publish and all of that and that's great yay mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like between Moving and going to Dragon Con, coming back, moving again <laughs> because we have to move down the hall, um, and doing like our regular nine to fives. It's like I've I don't feel like I've had any time to do drawing or any time to even write or work on the the story or the plot of it. So I don't feel like I've done anything, even though technically I guess you can say I did because like I went to those panels. Well, I I, I think that we we both. Uh... We both, you know, learned a bit about mm-hmm. you the, know, the, the, the process that we're, we're going to be mm-hmm. going through. And I think yeah. ultimately that'll be helpful. And I think if if we uh, both had a little bit more time to work on them and it had been making more, mm-hmm. you know, substantive process, probably would have would have felt better about that. Yeah. But I think we did. I think we mm-hmm. did both learn some learn things that will be mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah. And so uh, one of the things so, that I learned so that counts as progress. Uh, I hope so. Let us know, guys. Does that count as progress? Um, one of the things I did learn that I thought was interesting that well, there was um, a couple of different ways to generate funds for publishing. And mm-hmm. um, I don't have the notes in front of me right now. Uh, maybe in the next episode, 
of this podcast, I'll have them ready for people, you know, who are also interested in like self-publishing comic books. I can give that out. Um, and, uh, so, so that was really good. Cause really, honestly, you know, doing this stuff, doing what we love is great just for the, the love of it. But at the same time, you do want to make some money. Yeah. We'd like to do this, do that stuff for a living. Yeah. Not just as a, as a hobby yeah so and there, and honestly guys there's nothing wrong with wanting to be paid for your work um and the interesting thing is that i'm learning that there are people who will appreciate you working on your you know project that you love your project of love shall we say mm-hmm. um and they'll help you and they'll you know whether it be through Patreon or Kickstarter or what have you, they'll and and I think that that's a, that's amazing that there are so many people out there who just appreciate appreciate art and writing so much and podcasting to the point that they'll actually fund it. So I think that's nice, and there's different ways to do it. But yeah, I'll return with notes next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah, I I think that. Um... You know, like I, I uh, there, there was an author that I had seen at a previous Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, to give him a shout out, Scott Siegler mm-hmm. at Scott Siegler on Twitter. Um, and uh, and I mean, he basically said, "Don't even bother trying to mm-hmm. trying to publish it the old fashioned way. Mm-hmm. Just self publish it. You'll make more money immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, don't really need it." He said something about Amazon, wasn't he? In one of those panels, yeah. And and he said uh, uh, he had said uh, basically self-publish it uh, as an ebook, get an audio book made, and and you can you can get somebody to voice your audio book uh, just by splitting the royalties with them, mm. and um, you know you can you can make money almost immediately that way rather than mm-hmm. having to go through that whole process of getting you know. Having the stars aligned just right, so exactly the right person reads your your manuscript at exactly the right time and decides, uh-huh. oh, this is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to just publish publish your your own stuff on your own because it's 2019 and you can do that. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, if if you if you can get a little traction, mm-hmm. then maybe eventually you you publish it the old fashioned way. But yeah. there's no reason to do that at the beginning. Yeah. No. Completely and th- agree. And that made me feel a lot better about the whole thing because then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I I don't they're like there's no gatekeeper. I can just yeah, I can just write it and put it out there. Hashtag current year. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, what we can do for our next episode, um, if folks will love to join us, is like we can. Maybe share some of the notes that we took from Dragon Con. So the folks who are also working on their own projects, whether that be writing or comic books, we can kind of share that. And hopefully we'll have made a little bit more uh, progress on our own. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Let's do that. Let's do that then. So guys, don't forget, tune in next time for notes on how to publish your own stuff and make money on it. Plus where we're at if you care about such a thing and don't forget to let us know what do you think me and Keith should go as next year to Dragon Con and next week we'll also explain how Misty tried to tried to trick me into watching a James Bond movie yeah we'll do that 
<laughs> the proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you.